I'm sorry about that. So, should I start over? Uh, so in the middle of the creed, it states, and we believe this, all of us believe this, we state this uh, in the Apostles' Creed also, the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures. According to the Scriptures. It states that clearly. And as Paul, uh, this morning Rodney shared, the Apostle Paul, in many places, uh, talks about the resurrection, especially in 1 Corinthians 15. And in verses 3 and 4, he says this, and he's telling the Corinthians, I delivered to you first of all, or that which is most important, I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. Three things basically here. This is the gospel. Simple gospel. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He made it very clear that he is referring to the scriptures uh, when he talks about the resurrection of Christ. And so before we assent together, what we believe about the Trinity, which the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed help us to understand, each person in the Trinity, uh, but we will recite it in the Nicene Creed this morning. I'd like to focus on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus in one of the scriptures, which prophesied of his resurrection, and that is the verse, Psalm 16, verse 10. We read all of, uh, recited all of Psalm 16 this morning, and verse 10 says again, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. The Lord of the Word, Lord Jesus Christ, spoke through David, his servant, about himself. Not about David. And both the, the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts refer to this verse, this specific verse, this prophetic scripture, in talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In Acts 2, in Peter's first sermon, it was on the day of Pentecost, and Peter spoke boldly. And he said, men of Israel, hear these words. Listen up. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Praise God. And then Peter went on and he said, for David says concerning him, concerning the Lord Jesus, and then he quoted Psalm 16, verses 8 through 11. And he continues a little bit after that. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David. So he's got to clarify this text. Let me speak to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, by the fruit of his body, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, that is David, foreseeing this, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. And then the Apostle Peter closed that sermon by testifying to the Lord Jesus and calling on the people who were listening then to repent, repent, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God for the pouring out of his Spirit because his Son rose from the dead. Praise God for the pouring out of his Spirit because his Son has given us life. He defeated death. He conquered the grave. Well, the other uh, apostle, Paul, 
in, uh, also in the book of Acts, chapter 13, uh, he went to the synagogue in Antioch, and uh, they asked him to stand up and speak what he wanted to. And he said, beginning in verse 29 of uh, Acts 13, Now when they, that is, uh, he had referred to how Jesus died and who put him to death. And he said, Now when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, similar to what Peter said, uh, this again is according to the scriptures, uh, had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him up from the dead. He was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses to the people. And we declare to you glad tidings, that promise which was made to the fathers. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus. So the promise was fulfilled, the promise of Scripture. According to Scripture, it was fulfilled. And then he quotes three verses to support the resurrection. One was in Psalm 2, one was in Isaiah 55, and the other one is Psalm 16, verse 10. You will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. And then Paul concluded, and he said, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. He died. He was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. He made it clear. David saw corruption. But, he says in the end, but he whom God raised up saw no corruption. And on that word, I'd like to share a little bit from Matthew Henry just for our understanding he said, the Lord knew that his soul would not be left in hell. That is, his human spirit would not be long left, as other men's spirits are, in a state of separation from the body, but would in a little time return and be re reunited to it, never to part again. He knew that being God's holy one, sanctified to the work of redemption, and perfectly free from sin, he would not see corruption nor feel it. This implies that he would not only be raised from the grave, but raised so soon that his dead body would not so much as begin to corrupt, which in the course of nature it would have done if it had not been raised the third day. God did not allow his Holy One to see corruption. In Acts 4, it says, With great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. All the apostles did. Certainly these two apostles. They gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Peter and Paul witnessed from the Scriptures that the Lord was raised from the dead. They proved from the Scriptures. And we also, brothers and sisters, this morning, are witnessing, we are testifying throughout this service, in fact, in every part of it. And as we recite the Nicene Creed in just a minute, and as we come to the table of the Lord, we, that we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that our Lord rose from the dead according to the Scriptures. So dear fellow citizens of heaven, let us say now, together, what the scriptures clearly teach and what we believe. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, 
and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we do exalt you. As the true and the living God, you alone are God Almighty and holy, and we worship you. As we come to the table of the Lord, we praise you, Heavenly Father, for sending your only begotten Son, our Redeemer. We praise you, our Lord Jesus Christ, you who are the resurrection and the life for the work of our redemption and salvation on the cross and for the glory and power of your resurrection. And we praise you, Father, Son, and, Father and Son, for sending your Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who applied salvation to our hearts. You have commanded that your church remember and proclaim and rejoice in the gospel of grace in Jesus Christ until he comes, whose body was broken for us, whose blood was shed for us, and who rose in victory over sin and death. And we praise you that we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and we rejoice now in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen King. Amen.